0: Welcome to Promo Insiders, the ASI media podcast that covers the issues that matter most to the promotional products industry, from hard-eating news to fun trends. Um, today I'm speaking with Sarah Lavendusky, Executive Editor of Digital Content. Um, also I guess I should mention I'm Teresa Hagel, um, also Executive Editor of Digital Content, different content. Um, <laughs> but today uh, we're going to be talking about smaller distributors in the promotional products industry and kind of how they're faring. So. You know, pretty recently, Sarah wrote a really excellent piece for our website on this topic, and she talked to a number of distributors in the industry just about some of the issues they're facing. Um, so if you haven't read that story yet, uh, I recommend that you do. It should be easy to find on, on the website. I think we can probably put it in the comments at some point on here as well. Um, but Sarah, like, maybe you could just start out by telling us how smaller distributors have been doing compared to the rest of the industry. Uh, during the
1: pandemic, yeah, yeah, well, thanks, Teresa, for having me. Yeah, um, not great, you know, and I don't know that that's surprising to anybody. I know one of the companies I reached out to, um, or they actually reached out to me, you know, when I was putting this together, and they just said, My business is virtually dead. Like that's all they said. And, mm. you know, I think for a lot of the companies in the industry, um, you know, they're, they're mom and pops, they're, they're small places, they have one owner, maybe, you know, a couple owners, maybe it's family owned. They know they wanted to be their own boss they kind of took a risk opened their own business and um they a lot of them serve their local community so the way that the local community is doing economically is the way that they go Mm -hmm. it's reflective of that um a lot of people that they hire they probably have some pretty small teams you know and um a lot of them are people from the area neighbors friends they've worked with them for a long long time so um, yeah, it was really tough uh, during this whole thing. And I think just the fact that this has gone on so long, I mean, even the the best managed companies, you know, are struggling. Um. I mean, a right. year into right. this, it's been really tough. And so I think now, you know, with the reopenings and the vaccine rollout, it's been promising. And I think that's really good for them but you know even even with recovery it's going to take a while to get back to where we were like you'd say like 19 2019 when things were really good it's going to take a right. long time right. to get back to that and we actually did some research here at asi um earlier in the year you know we did find that sales across the industry across distributors fell about 20 percent last year which you know w- is significant was, but would yeah. have been much higher yeah right. I, I mean if we hadn't had right. ppe I mean that'd be off the charts.
0: but you know speaking of those stats though, so overall it was a twenty percent drop. but the the smaller size companies they were they dropped even further. Correct? they did
1: they did. yeah, small distributors, their overall sales dropped about thirty three percent compared to twenty four percent for medium and about fifteen for large. Yeah. So that shows you that the small distributors really felt the pain of this,
0: yeah, yeah. um. Oh, I see a, a comment, a question from Evelyn Flynn. When are you seeing the recovery for the promotional industry? I mean, I think, I think it's starting to happen. You know, now depending on where you are in the country and and who your your um clients are, right? I mean, like some obviously some industries have fared better than others. So if you are, you know, like some people that I've talked to, you know, target the cannabis industry, and they said that's doing very well, and they're they're. You know doing tons of, of products for them but you know if it's education you know if people are still remote that's there's not there's not many opportunities for that events and trade shows things like that are still kind of bouncing back but we are seeing i did see um there was just a trade show in las vegas the first live trade show um you know since the pandemic started i think and it was, it looked like it was like at 50% capacity, but there were still people that showed up and there's been some trade shows in Florida too that have been live. So I think we're gonna to start to see more of that, maybe especially in the summertime. And I think a lot of people I've talked to have said, they're looking at like the second half of this year being, you know, when the recovery really, really happens. Is that does that jive with what you're seeing, Sarah?
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, like you said, I think it really depends on where you are and the, and the um, markets you serve. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're really local, um and your area is still pretty shut down that's that's kind of tough but if you're Mm -hmm. in you know florida texas been pretty open um i did hear you know it's open but but at the same time like stores are still kind of requiring that you have masks to come in Mm -hmm. you know just to be like safe so there will still be that but you know uh, when events come back i think we're still gonna see even if they're live i think we're still gonna see um capacity yeah. Caps, yeah. and so I, uh, you know, that's going to become. It's going to be smaller orders, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. It's just going to take a. It's going to take a long time to get back to where we were. Yeah. I don't know if things are going to look the same, but yeah, uh, there is definitely some movement, and that's very promising. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. and I think um, another thing to think about, and I believe uh, our colleague Chris Rubio wrote something about this, is just like that anxiety of of things opening back up. Just because things are open doesn't mean people are necessarily ready to go out to a restaurant or to go to a big event. So you know, it may take, there may be like a lag between when everything is open and when it actually, you know, becomes bustling again. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't be like kind of locked up for over a year and then all of a sudden be like, okay, I'm ready to I'm ready to go out there again. No. It's gonna be wow. kind of like testing the waters and, you know, some people will be obviously ready to go back sooner than others. So it's, sure. it's definitely like uncharted territory for people. Um, so I think we've, we've talked about this a little bit already, but what are some of the biggest challenges you know, these smaller distributors are facing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, early on, it was just a complete drop in sales. I mean, like people were telling me it was like overnight. They were like, the phone stopped, the email stopped. Like Mm -hmm. they were like, is something wrong with my phone? Is something wrong with my email? Like Mm -hmm. it was just overnight virtually. It was like nothing. So I think the number one thing is just the huge drop in sales and that just translates to a huge drop in your cash flow and there's nothing coming in it's you have to there's just the cost containment efforts of these companies have been like nothing they've ever had to do before um i think another thing is you know if even if they were really well managed and had like a nice savings or emergency or a rainy day fund that's been depleted it's you know at least there's been a huge chunk taken out of it or it's gone Um, so they don't have any savings left. And then, you know, combined with that, they said a lot of them just said, you know, we're really, um when the shutdowns were happening it was kind of like these waves of shutdowns where they would start to open up and then they'd back off and they just felt like they were at the mercy of people making quick decisions that didn't always make a lot of sense. And when we, when COVID first hit, we didn't know a lot about it. And so they just felt like, you know, you try to make plans and you try to open your doors again and bring back people from furlough. And then all of a sudden you're told you have to close again. So they felt like they were at the mercy of these decisions that people were making too. Um, and also, um, you know, they had to let go of a lot of people. And like we said before, these are their friends, yeah. their neighbors. They've worked with them for years. It's so heartbreaking when you have to just say, we can't, I'm sorry, we cannot keep you on. It's just too much. Um, the other thing is, you know, applying for economic aid has been very challenging. And yeah. I think yeah. it was confusing. The rollout mm-hmm. was confusing. I don't think it was communicated well. There was a huge, obviously a huge backlog because so many people were applying and you know not getting word about if you're eligible or the loan forgiveness what that's going to look like and then your days are going by weeks and you're trying to make decisions for your company and you you don't quite know what to do because you haven't heard yet that was really really stressful on them and yeah um, i remember
0: like reporting on that those ppp loans like last early last year when they first came out and it was i was so confused by it it was i mean and I just remember like so many people I talked to were just like, you know, I, I can't get it or should I get it? Mm-hmm. Like you, you were going trying to go to banks. I mean, like eventually it's some of the wrinkles sort of worked their way out. But like that first round, like the money was like scooped up in like a yeah. second and people barely had time to think about it. And if you're not like, if you're a small company that's not used to, you know, doing like big level banking or getting loans, you know, I know there's a lot of smaller companies that like kind of pride themselves on not having any kind of, you know debt or loans mm-hmm. so if you're not like if you don't have like that kind of relationship it's really hard to you know navigate that at the drop of a hat especially in a time of crisis yeah
1: and everybody was like you know letting people go maybe your your accountant or whoever you had on staff your your office manager mm-hmm. your finance manager you had to let go and now you're trying to do it your, yourself you know like things were compounding and then and then too which i you know it was I had to think about this for a second, but they said, you know, even if we were able to bring people back when, when things started to improve a bit and we thought, okay, we'll bring a couple of people back. It was, it was, if they were going to hire, I should say, you know, they, it was hard to compete with the economic aid that people were getting. Cause you yeah, have the unemployment yeah. combined with extra COVID aid and you, you know, you're unemployed, but you're home. And these companies were right. saying, we can't offer what the government can offer. Plus we, ask people, that people come in. We have a production facility, you know, we don't. So it was very hard if they could start hiring a couple mm-hmm. people back, it was really hard to compete with what
0: people were getting on unemployment. Yeah, yeah. And know? I know like, especially if you have a production facility, the the having to space, like you'd have to space people out more. So you're gonna have to kind of change your layout. You know, if if people, unfortunately, if they catch COVID, then people are gonna be out. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's so many other logistical things that you never really had to think about before. So. You know, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, why do you think small businesses are more vulnerable than than their larger counterparts?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's just because they're smaller. They're more mm-hmm. fragile. Um, we had mentioned before, you know, they don't have, like, huge rainy day funds. Um, they don't have, you know, endless resources, tech resources, personnel resources. Um, you know, they don't have um, – they're not capital-backed. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of the bigger companies have investors' capital – they're just very, they're already operating on kind of a, you know, it's very fragile situation in normal times. Mm-hmm. So I just think with any kind of disruption, it's very, very, you know, it's very traumatizing for these companies to have to go through and weather. And mm-hmm. then, you know, compounded by now, you know, 13 months, it's just, it's more than a lot of them can can bear. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, early on, one of the companies I talked to for this at early on, you know, they had to lay off some people. And because of the slow um, uh, unemployment funds coming in and the backlog, they actually sold off some equipment to just raise funds for their people after they were let go.
0: I mean, it was like,
1: yeah, morale was, was really tough at the time. And, you know, they're just, they're just very vulnerable because they're, they just have fewer resources. But I I just think that even as, even if you're really, really well managed, Mm -hmm. this has just been a lot for small businesses to weather.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure I know we've all heard stories of, of businesses that have closed in the last year that just haven't been able to make it. Um, either that or, you know, there. I think there's a lot of people that are deciding, like, now is the time I've been thinking about retiring. Um, now is the time that I'm going to do it. Like, yep. it, you know, it's almost forced on you at a, at a certain point. Um, sure. So far. So what was the mood of, of the people that you spoke with? your story, you know, are they, how are they feeling about kind of, of the future? Like, is 2021 looking up for them? Do they feel like things are picking back up now?
1: Yeah, I think when I first talked to them, which was like March, um, okay. they were, the vaccine still, the, the rollout wasn't there yet. So it was yeah. still kind of like spotty. Mm-hmm. So at the time, it was like, you know, they were still, they were, caut- they were cautiously optimistic, some of them more uh, pessimistic than others, I think. But um, depending on where they were, Um, but now with the vaccine rollout, um, morale is better. And I think they've, since then they've gotten more answers about their government aid. So that has really helped. So yeah, I think the combination of, you know, reopenings, the vaccine rollout and getting more answers about the government aid. Although I know that that's starting to kind of scale back and they're saying that Mm -hmm. they're running out of funding and, you know, but they've gotten some answers about that. But I do think mostly it's, it's really the vaccine is really helping people get more positive about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it does feel like there's kind of that light at the end of the tunnel, you know, like exactly, it, it's hard, it's hard to be, you know, cause this has been what, like you said, 13 months, it's really hard to like exist in this kind of limbo, not knowing what's going to happen. But with, you know, with the re- vaccine rolling out like that, it's like, okay, this isn't, you know, this is going to end, you know, at sure. a certain point, like I remember just thinking, okay, this is just, this is our lives now forever. Like, what are we going to yeah. do? But it's, it's nice to something to kind of look forward to. We don't know exactly when it'll be, but like that, those feelings of of normalcy are sort of returning. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, I mean, as far as, so the businesses that are are still, you know, plugging away and, try, and trying to make it work despite all these, you know, challenges, what are some, you know, what are some advice to help them oh. succeed? I know you spoke with some business experts too, and, and they kind of shared like their best tips for, you know, keeping going and and succeeding even in these difficult times.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wish there was an easy magic wand answer. Oh, I really nice, do. Right? Um, yeah. I think it's really just where you are right now. I think, you know, one of the big things is making sure that even if your uh, clients aren't ready to buy yet, just making mm-hmm. sure that you're top of mind when they are. So, yeah. really, you know, focusing on marketing um, and in ways that are low cost. So, right, working right. on your SEO, making mm-hmm. sure that you come up in organic search results, um, really kind of getting a feel for the different social media platforms and having a brand personality on there that people are attracted to. So, there's kind of that soft sell before you're going into, you know, the hard sell when they're actually ready to buy. So, right. just making sure that you're top of mind and i I think too you know they they said they stressed cost containment efforts still um you know depending on where you are and also if you're if you're noticing that things are looking up you know, for your, for your clients and you're starting, they're starting to call you again and you're starting to get orders. Like just be very careful that you don't get ahead of your skis and then kind of like try to bring back 10 people. It's like, just be very conservative about your finances and go kind of step by step and build Mm -hmm. slowly because there may be like a a business boost after kind of people do kind of, they call it revenge travel for people who are like so sick of being inside. They're planning Mm -hmm. these huge vacations, but there's also maybe revenge, like Shopping and buying where people are gonna start like buying promo again because they've been they haven't been doing that And they're gonna start splurging on their people, but I would just say, you know Just be very conservative when you start to to build up again and and just take it step by step I think that's really important just to kind of manage and be conservative
0: for sure Um, And then we have a a comment from our friend uh, Eric Campbell. He says great reminders so often when things turn down, they stop working on or spending even time on marketing. And that's the worst instinct we have. And I, I definitely agree with that. And I mean, that's, I think one of the mistakes people sometimes make is they hear the word marketing and think it has to be something that's big and expensive, but just, you know, posting on Facebook, um, you know, sending an email, anything like that, that's all marketing and it doesn't have to cost you a ton. You can do that. Like you said, you can do that organically. You don't even have to, you know, spend on, on, on a Facebook you know ad. I mean, another thing, like maybe if you've been with working with your um, clients, even if they're not buying anything, I bet I'm sure that they feel bad if you're doing bad. Like maybe they would be willing to, you know, kind of boost your signal on on social media. Like maybe you can, re- maybe now it's a time you can reach out to them to get kind of like recommendations or referrals. You know what I mean? Like maybe they can give you those testimonials. They might have some time. If they don't have time to buy, maybe they have time to, um, you know, kind of sing your praises online. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think, yeah, you know, you but definitely. With that.
1: For sure, yeah. Referrals. I think even just sending like a, it sounds kind of silly, maybe, but I think just the the beauty of like a handwritten thinking about you note, you know, just mm-hmm. with your card, just saying like, yeah. hey, we're here for you when you're ready. You know, I I think even just that, like, just getting a handwritten note out of the blue from somebody is like gold.
0: So oh, just yeah, doing that, yeah. and
1: that's marketing too. You know, that's yeah. a brand touch. So oh, there's yeah. those things like that are are important to just keep your brand top of mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we have another comment from Evelyn. She says that it seems that business has really slowed down since January 2021. So and what are you guys hearing? Um, So, yeah, I mean, what I I think one thing like one phenomenon I've heard about it was that, you know, January in some ways was an extension of the holiday gifting season. So, you know, it might have been a little bit busier because people were still kind of getting those because of the shipping backups. People were still getting those holiday you know gifting orders in. Beyond December, but yeah, like now, now there's a bit of a lull. Um, I think. I think again, like a lot of this is very dependent on what um, what industries you're focusing on and kind of like what services you're offering. Because certainly, like you know, events are not really happening other than in a few kind of select areas. Um, but again, you know, I we have heard from you know some people that are doing very very well, even. You know some smaller distributors like there's a woman that i spoke to who you know she was able to i guess you know she has a lot of engraving and etching and, and she's been doing really really well throughout this and it has been buying new equipment but she kind of has done like like pivoted to do different things like she is selling like you know imprintable blanks to um you know hobbyists and, and like even smaller businesses and somehow that's kind of sustained her so you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of I think there's a lot of fluctu fluctuations between even smaller businesses, just depending on who they're targeting and and who their um, markets are. Oh, and, and yeah. a comment from uh, Jackie Pettit. She keeps hearing about money issues from customers. That's another good point because you know we, we've all been suffering, but your you know your clients are too. So you know, just as you might not have any money to go around, they they probably are having cash flow issues as well. So that's Going to be a problem is like how do we you know like it's kind of like a snowball thing they have to start getting the money rolling in so that you guys can get the money so like how do you i don't even know like i feel i feel bad about it because i don't you know obviously the other of us are business experts but we talk to a lot of business experts and we talk to a lot of businesses um you know and you hear a lot of different strategies but not everything it's not really one size fits all you know everyone's in kind of a unique situation
1: yeah yeah and i think too the other thing that we're gonna you know, be facing for a while is, you know, there might be, maybe there is kind of a, a, you know, a big business like boom, you know, Mm -hmm. coming up with the vaccine, like if if their prediction is correct, and a lot of us are vaccinated by like early summer, most people, um, we may see a boom. However, I think one thing that's not going to go away is the supply chain issues that we're still facing. So you might have a lot of orders, but inventory isn't there. As an example, costs are up, Um, I mean, I, you know, I think the Suez Canal situation didn't help anything. uh, (laughs) So, you know, it's like, there's still these like ancillary things that have a big impact on recovery. That yeah. are just beyond yeah. like the collective trauma. Um yeah. yeah, the money issues. I mean, maybe if you know them well, it's like you can extend terms, but you have to be careful with that. You know, right. of course. I mean, yeah. you're in business too. Like you have to, you know, your your business survival is at stake too. So um, yeah, I think it's case by case. Um, but yeah, I'm not surprised because like you said, Teresa, you know, it is, it's like a, it's a snowball. And so they have to start recovering well for the promo industry to recover well. So yeah.
0: yeah, And and I think you're, you're definitely right about the supply chain issues because, um, you you can see that just in like any industry, like we've seen like cat food shortages and, you know, lumber supply, lumber, like, you know, a lot of people have been doing home improvement product projects in the last year, but like, wood prices lumber prices they're like through the roof right now um uh, jackie pettit asks do you see construction companies buying promo to any degree well i mean i think that another interesting thing is that like the real estate market you know maybe not construction but the real estate market is like through the roof right now i mean do you have any insight into whether people are in, in real estate are doing any kind of promo right now
1: yeah actually um so promo right now uh for real estate I'm actually going to be working on an article pretty soon on that. So stay tuned. But okay. yeah, you know what? It's it's a little imbalanced right now because they're seeing um, really low inventory. So that means mm-hmm. not a lot of houses on the market. Because guess right. what? People who are, are have been home all year aren't really in a rush to like let people trample through yet on showings and yeah. and open houses are like a big no-no in a lot of areas still for obvious reasons. But, you know, people are like not ready to, and they've been nesting. So their houses Mm -hmm. aren't really like, they've been improving them, but they're not really ready to like get them ready to show. So Mm -hmm. people aren't really letting go of their houses unless they have to. So there's really low inventory right now. And then, but buyers are like flush with cash because they've been staying at home, saving money for a year. So, Mm -hmm. and, and now the market is, it's not just like a few hot spots, Mm -hmm. It's like all, all over the country because people have have remote work now and it's more flexible so they can kind of choose, you know, less expensive areas to live in. So as far as like, I think the seller side, professional services, mortgage companies, lending companies, they're doing really well. And as mm-hmm. far as like construction, I actually did, I covered manufacturing construction for our big markets issue, uh, our, our uh, package that just came out a few weeks ago. And really what we're seeing is like, not so much like fun stuff, like awards for service and safety, but more like workwear, PPE, workwear. Um, yeah, they're still on the job. So anything that's like helps them do their, their job is really what is in demand right now.
0: Right, right. So any of that, like the safety gear or, you know, masks or whatever, all that kind of stuff. Um, I have another comment from Evelyn. It says in Louisiana, we just got out of phase two about a month ago. And I think this is causing some issues with our businesses. So I'm not sure what you, do you mean that just because it's been so recent that you're out of phase twos or. Like what what kind of issues do you mean by that, Evelyn? I'm not sure I don't I don't know. Um but yeah, I mean, like I think like we've been saying, like because all the all the states are in different levels of of lockdown um or or reopening, it just it's really hard to to know you know who's doing what and and what people are comfortable with or what people are able to do. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, like it, it's it's interesting to. Like you're saying professional services or you know and things that support those industries are big and i think you know i think we have mentioned you know in the past like things like pens you know those are big because people are not they're being looked at more as disposable in a lot of ways because you know people don't want to be sharing items because of of covid so i mean there's those kinds of opportunities i suppose mm-hmm. but yeah like the fun stuff the bigger stuff maybe that's not really really there yet yeah, yeah. it's maybe more the, the basics the necessities that people you know have to you, know, you have to like your uniform you know you're gonna have to like update it if it gets dirty or old or worn or what, whatnot but yeah the awards and things like that maybe they're not really there yet
1: yeah exactly
0: um so yeah i mean i think this has been a really good discussion I, i'm glad that a lot of people you know hopped in to to join us with some questions and comments i mean if anyone else has any any comments or questions they want to you know share i guess now would be the time because we're kind of you know winding down a little bit now but i mean what would your like final word on, on the subject be like, what is kind of like what you want people to take away from this?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's tough. I mean, I, I just, I really think the vaccine is our, our light at the end of the tunnel. So -hmm. I think we can really take like hope in that. Um, And it's knock on wood. It seems to be going well. So um, I, you know, I think that's something to kind of hang our hats on. I think that's yeah. really gonna give people a lot of peace of mind. So that's yeah. good. It's not like we're coming back into this without having had a vaccine developed. Right, right. So um, I think that's good, but I I do think um, it's gonna take a while to recover. And I don't think that, that people should shy away from that. It's going to take yeah. some time to recover. And, you know, I think doing it smartly, strategically, being again, conservative, not getting ahead of your skis, just being really careful in how you're scaling back up again is is right. going to make a, a difference. So I, yeah. I just think yeah. that it's important. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think a good point, I think this is something that we've learned throughout this pandemic is we're all kind of in the same boat in a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. just be honest, you know, with your clients and be honest like mm-hmm. with yourself. Like, I feel like now is the time that people can be more authentic and real. So if you're struggling, like, I don't think that you need to kind of hide it. You know what I mean? Like, there's always that yeah, motivation. of right? Like, I don't want people to know that I'm doing poorly, but like, we all, like, we're all kind of there in, in one way or another. So, you know, it could actually be beneficial to your business to just be, to be real with people. You know what I mean? Like meet them where you actually are. Um, oh, and yeah. I see Evelyn has responded. She says, you know, events are not going to take place almost the fall of the year. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that's true. I think uh, that, um, That is kind of something that we've been seeing just in general. Like people that are predicting, like the the return, it's going to be, it's more likely going to be the second half of the year, not now. So, like I I think we're hoping for like that kind of back to school season being, you know, maybe when people, you know, kids are all going, you know, back to actual school and not, you know, all remote. And maybe that's when like these events are going to. come back and mm-hmm. you know that which is which is tough but at the same time maybe now is the time to be reaching out to people that are planning events and maybe kind of helping them come up with new and different you know ways to do things like maybe there's ways to get people's you know excited about going to these events or you know some kind of creative new way to attract people to events because like i think like we had said there i think there's still going to be even though i think things are going to be opening up and I, even though the the vaccine is coming i i really feel like there's still gonna be some hesitation with people. It's gonna take a little while for them to feel comfortable. So maybe there are ways to kind of help them feel more comfortable. And I think there are, mm-hmm. there's so many different, like you know, really creative promo- promotional products out there. I think there's things that kind of can help ease the transition, um, But but yeah, I mean, I really feel like the second half of the year is going to be where a lot of the recovery happens for sure. Yeah, I agree. And I yeah. mean, and that's based on not just like our own like thoughts, but also just from what we're hearing from, you know, people like top 40 companies in the industry and, you know, various other people, because, you know, on, on ASI central every month we are do what we do. You know, we look at the um, top searches in ESP. We, you know, we look at like quarterly, um, you know, how the industry is doing. We kind of, we have that pulse on like what the state of the industry is. So, mm-hmm. I would encourage everyone to, you know, I mean, I guess it's a little self-serving, but I would say, you know, visit ASICentral.com slash news. um, And we always have tons of, you know, information on, you know, how the industry is doing as a whole, you know, ideas of of markets to target, business tips, all that kind of good stuff. So if you're not already, you know, a reader, I would would definitely recommend you, you know, go and, and read some of our stuff. I mean, again, obviously, this is very much self-promotion and self-serving, but I do think that we provide a lot of really good information for, for people in the industry. So it would be a shame. Mm-hmm. For, you know, it's, it's free information. So it'd be a shame if you're not taking advantage of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
0: So I think I think that's I think that's what we're going to wrap up. I feel like we covered a lot of ground. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we stop?
1: I think I think you're right. I think it's just it's going to be we're going to let the we have to let the vaccine roll out. Like people get comfortable with it again. And it's going to probably be like mid-summer into the fall when we'll kind of see things open up again. So it's going to be a few more months. So just hang in there. I think that's I think that's really what it is right now. That's that's just, what I'm hanging my hat yeah. on. So
0: and, and think about this. If you've made it this far, it's been 13 months, 13 months that no one could have ever predicted they would be like that's this. Right. I don't think. But you've made it through this far. So. Like That's if we right. really get all motivational on it, I mean, I feel like the worst is probably over. I mean, I hate mm-hmm. to say that and then if something terrible happens and people be like, But Teresa, you said the worst was over. But I mean, it does it does feel like things are, are, are coming back slowly. Um, so if you've made it through, you know, think about how bad things were like when there was that standstill last spring compared to now. So it's not things are not necessarily so much better, but it's not like it was then. So if you've been able to make it this far, like I think you can hang on and, and get through until we get to that um that light at the end of the tunnel.
1: Yeah. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. This was a really good discussion. I'm glad that we got lots of, of comments. I'm really happy to hear from everyone and I, I hope that you guys are um, you know, able to to pull through and and you know get your businesses on track and um that thing, things just you know get better and better. I'm really rooting for everyone. Um but you know again I'm I'm Teresa Hegel executive editor of digital content and with me is Sarah Levandusky. and we were talking about you know small businesses struggling during the pandemic and hopefully you know pulling through and things getting better so thanks so much thank you